this hybrid online community offers monthly webinars, meetups, and coaching sessions so that you have access to replenish online. Whether you are seeking something as an individual to relieve your stress or as an organization, a way to resolve team issues and recharge your staff, Replenish Me Membership offers it all. Empower yourself today. To find out more about Replenish Me Membership, go to bit.ly Replenish Me Membership. And now for the Free to Be Show. Hello and happy Freeing Friday, everyone. I'm so excited to give you the month in review. This is the live free to be show. Um, and today my topic is self-empowerment is peace. And I want to tell you how I came to um, you know, this this idea. So every month I I take some time and really um, inculcate all the experiences that I've had, all the things that have happened personally and professionally. And so I'm not going to share too much of the personal stuff, but I'll be sharing a lot of the professional stuff that's been going on this month for me. And um, I want to remind you that the on the Free to Be show that I do have a monthly one live guest and weekly on Wednesdays, uh, a pre-recorded show, which you can view on my YouTube channel, or you can listen to on blog talk radio. So this month on my podcast, I've had some amazing guests and, you know, it's like, I can't even plan it. I do try to come up with a theme every month and stick within that theme when, as I, you know, arrange my guest, but it was just so powerful that I had, um, and I'm, I'm looking at my notes, so I'm, I'm going to put it up on my screen so I don't have to look down so often. So I started the month <clears throat> with the lovely Dr. Vicki Johnson, and um, our conversation was surrounding trust the process. So life is a process, right? We're constantly living and experiencing things, and there are things that we truly want, and there are things that just happen to happen. And the things that happen are very necessary for us to become the whole person that we must be in order to be able to receive the things that we truly desire. So I'm just pausing so you can, you know, uh, receive that message and understand what I'm saying. So the entrusting the process it's not about pushing ourselves or pulling ourselves or dragging ourselves somewhere it's just allowing life to happen and staying true to what it is that we believe in our heart and staying true to what it is that we plan but being flexible enough to understand the lessons in the things that happen that we don't expect or the things that we don't plan for and the next week I had Gary Turner on um, and he was, you know, our conversation was surrounding changes in an inside job, which I think is a perfect, you know, trust the process. 
is a perfect segue to changes in inside job, right? So we're trusting the process. And in order to trust that process, a lot of what Gary and I spoke about was vulnerability. We have to be vulnerable. That doesn't mean that we go out here and we, you know, um, <clears throat> share every um, moment that happens in our life that normally we probably wouldn't. It just means allowing ourselves to see ourselves and to, uh, without judgment, and just recognize that it's okay to feel. And we are human beings, so we are going to feel. And when, when you have those feelings, see yourself for who you truly are and free yourself to be yourself. It's okay. And even if those, there are parts of you that you find out are undesirable, like our, the next guest I had on was Fahima Muhammad, and our conversation was surrounding um, reframing toxicity amongst women um, into a lieship. And so sometimes when we go through that, that process and we are doing that inside job, we may, you know, hit a bump in the road and that bump in the road could be us. It's like, whoa, I didn't know I had all that stuff going on. I'm the wedge between me and having better alliances with other women. I'm the wedge between me and collaborating or doing, you know, some higher level stuff in my life. And so, you know, while my conversation with Fahima was more about allyship amongst women and, you know, ways we can overcome toxicity, I ask you in the name of self-empowerment to introspect with that. Are there some undesirable traits within yourself? Are there some ways that you can show up as an ally for yourself and um, and be more, um, you know, more powerful uh, and um, and just lean into seeing all all of your splendor. And on that, I, I want to take you into some of the things that I learned at my monthly event. So at the beginning of this show, there is uh, a little promo about the Replenish Me membership. The Replenish Me membership is a monthly membership that I have. And it's just an idea I came up with to make what I do more accessible to more people. Um, a lot of my content is recorded and the women who sign up for that membership have access to those recordings. And I also do a monthly event. Um, and they, so it's like a hybrid membership. They can, they can attend this monthly event, which is right now, right in zoom. And, uh, and then on the fourth Saturday of the month. So the third Saturday of the month, we have the monthly event, which I also invite non-members to. And on the fourth Saturday of the month, I have group coaching. And that's just a group coaching call just for the members of the Replenish Me membership. So during my monthly event, <clears throat> and this month I chose to um, make it hybrid. And what that means is these events are so impactful that I realized that they're retreats really. It's just two hours of really just going someplace else and being someplace else um, mentally, physically, and emotionally. So this month's theme was embody joy. 
And, you know, following up with the other topics that I've been covering in my podcast, at the end of the day, what we really, really need to do is see how we can create moments of joy in our life, right? There's, there are so many things going on every single day, COVID or not. And we have so many opportunities to either um, train ourselves to love uh, our lives or train ourselves to look for the, the harm and the bad. And the, the, the lesson that I've learned this year is that the only way to always see the good in everything it's not the positive affirmations. It's great to inculcate sweet talk and all those things, right? I created that. But you really, in your bone marrow, have to embody joy. If you're always coming from a place of joy, then it doesn't really matter what happens. So, um, and in this case, in order to get there, you know, we we always try to do this external thing, the affirmations, the journaling and everything, but it has to be in your body because it's a muscle memory that we're re, um, reframing, right? Our muscle memory is conditioned for it hurts, it's bad. And so Embody Joy was about it hurts so good. There is a pleasure point in the pain if you allow yourself to do that inside work and you feel all the things that you've ever um, seen as a bad thing, get out of your body, like literally sweating it out of your body. So in my Embody Joy event, we, we danced through our energy centers and um, there were, you know, very, it, it was like a very intense 90 minutes very physical 90 minutes. Um, usually my events, we talk more there. It's, it's more like talk and, you know, process, but this was a very, look, we're not going to talk a whole lot today. We're going to move our bodies a lot. I want you to focus on a certain area and I want you to work that out and work in the joy and work out the pain. And an amazing thing happened in that process. And that is really what helped me to come to the point that what's happening this month, these are all like stair steps. These are the children, right, to get you to self-empowerment. And um, when, you know, before I really lean into the definition of self-empowerment and all those things, I'm going to share two more things with you. So my book, Detached Love, is also available now. In that book, yes, of course, I talk about my replenish me process, but it ties together all the things about self-empowerment, really, you know, because we have to release what we are, um, what we've expected and accepted. We have to reprogram, restructure our muscle memory by finding out what our values are and then creating habits that will really honor those values. And by embodying that, then we can radiate out that self-discipline we have for ourselves, those boundaries we have for ourselves, so that we can refresh, again, from a place of 
uh, self-forgiveness, from a place of self-compassion, and from a place of self-belief, who we allow in our intimate circles, who deserves to be there. And we can stand firm in this person deserves to stay and this person does not. And it's it's so much bigger than understanding the concept that no is a full sentence, a full paragraph, a full book. It is all about really allowing yourself to be a whole person in all of your splendor. And I'm going to say it that way because that's what it is. We, we are all um, very unique and we have amazing gifts. And it's a matter of us <clears throat> stepping into that or not. So this week also um, began, I don't know if it's just one day because different uh, organizations that I'm part of, they're doing this different ways. Like there's one organization that's doing it over a period of days and some other organizations just did it for one day. But the thing I want to bring to light is on November 25th, as far as I'm aware, was the day to eliminate violence against women. And all of the things that I'm talking about, I feel like tie into um, self-empowerment because what I said when I spoke at that event um, for our circle on Wednesday was that when we think about violence against women, we think about physical violence, but it's really most violence against people is economic. Because if you think about racism, it's economic. Sexism is economic. That is the, it's very, it's a very violent thing. It's a very vile thing. But when the people who are being preyed upon, the people who are being disadvantaged by those um, who want to institutionalize sexism and institutionalize racism, when you yourself choose to, to not be the victim, right? If you choose to empower yourself through seeing your own humanity, by extinguishing your own toxicity, by being your own ally, by not going with the flow and accepting what other peoples are projecting onto you, then you have your peace. And so I'm going to share a story that I also shared the other day at our circle that, you know, just so you understand when I say self-empowerment is peace and tying it all together with um, this, this concept of stopping economic violence. So, you know, my, I have six children. I have two sons and four daughters. My older son um, is, you know, my, my kids are multiracial, right? So my older son is, so they're all different complexions. My older son is darker than my younger son. And so when he was younger um, and it was, you know, I had just stopped working and it was like, I think about a year or two after September 11th, right? I would have these episodes at the grocery store, which, you know, at first as a new mother, right? And as a new stay at home mom, I was insecure on some level. So I would say 
um, I was a little bit seeing myself as a victim, right? And so I carried myself in such a way that whatever it is that people thought, I was carrying that too, right? So I was already like shuffling around my kids and trying to, you know, meet my own deadlines to get housework done and food cooked and laundry and homeschooling and all the things, right? So I had those burdens I was bearing and then the eyes of the world. And so until one day, I went to the grocery store and I was in an exceptional schedule, a very ambitious schedule that day. We had some activity at homeschool and I was stopping by the grocery store and then going home to cook. So we went into the grocery store and like right near when we came in, there was a, a white mom with pretty much same situation, had a baby in a baby carrier, a toddler, and um, I think another um, child in the cart. So, and her little toddler, who was maybe three-ish, um, beautiful little girl, she was knocking about and she knocked over a complete display. And this mother, just like I described myself, was already like little um, flush in her face. You could see the overwhelm of, you know, whatever she had going on. And so this little girl knocked the display over and that just was it for her. She was like, you know, and so people were rushing to her aid and they were like, oh, you know, let me help you. And oh, oh my gosh, she's so cute, da, 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 right? So then I just smiled and I thought, wow, you know, mashallah, isn't that beautiful how people help each other? A couple of aisles over, a similar thing happened to me, except for it was my son, right? My brown son, who was three at the time. And um, there were, you know, some older white people coming through the aisle. I think someone who worked there was like setting stuff up. And so we basically blocked the aisle. I mean, not that the little girl didn't block the aisle, but we blocked the aisle, right? And so people just stopped and they almost look like we, they can't come near me. They can't touch me. And I even heard a, right. And I was of course worried about my son, but I was also aware of space. And so I looked back cause I heard the gasp and I thought maybe, you know, one of the cans had hit someone's foot, but nothing had touched anyone except for the floor. And so I saw this look of disdain, like those people, right. And so um, at first I was starting to, you know, pick things up and, you know, my son was, you know, a little bit embarrassed. Obviously he saw the people looking at him. And so then I, I was really starting to get a little bit angry. And then I looked down at the baby attached to me, right? And so I was thinking, you know what? Whatever I do is going to affect the way she feels. And I'm on a really ambitious schedule and I don't have time for this. So I smiled and I looked down at my son. I was like, you're so silly. What are you doing over there? Come on. And so he was like, oops, mommy. And I said, yeah, that's all right. We'll tell somebody who works here to pick it up. And I scooped him up and made sure he was okay. I smiled at everyone who was looking at me with disdain and I pushed my cart out of that aisle and I didn't pick up one can and I went on about my day. And that, 
is that was how I found my peace in that moment. I wanted to be focused on what was important for my small kids. And if nobody wanted to help me with that, I wasn't going to ask for their help. I wasn't going to even feel the need for help because it's not my house. I was in a store. I was in a public place, right? So there are people that do those things. And to be fair, I left the store without telling anybody what happened because I was quite certain that plenty of people knew what happened just from the whispering and the looks that I endured. And so I went on and I kept my peace. And I didn't think again about what those people were saying, what those people were thinking. I was in a completely different place. I looked at my list and went on and got the things that I was there to get, checked out, went home and cooked my food. And so this is where I'm saying that that does my best definition and my best description of self-empowerment is that you don't have to uh, succumb to what's expected and accepted or what other people are thinking. Um, you just find your peace in the moment, whatever it is that helps you to, um, to do what your you know agenda is for the day. And so that was now <clears throat> probably 15 years ago, right? So this is the way I operate. People will always project. And I don't accept what people project. And I invite you to do the same. People, you know, have expectations. And I invite you to encourage at least the people that you know intimately towards agreements versus expectations. Because when we have agreement, everyone's on the same page. When you have expectations, someone's always going to be disappointed. But ultimately, to get to your own peace, focus on the things that <clears throat> allow you joy. Allow yourself to create joy and be committed to creating moments of joy every day, as many times a day as possible. You know, um, and I invite you to, to do that. So this month, you know, like I said, my monthly event was Embody Joy. And I talked about this yesterday at the Global Millionaire Summit also, like ways to do that. Um, and just, you know, wake up in the morning and choose what is going to be your moment of joy and commit to that and commit to doing that, you know, at least two or three times during the day or whenever it gets to be too much, pull yourself back to a moment of joy, right? And next month, <laughs> my event is going to be Embody Peace. So I would like to see your comments and thoughts on, um, first of all, your biggest insight from my share on self-empowerment is peace. And then secondly, what do you think it looks like to embody peace? And um, so that is what I'd like to share with you today and, um, and invite you on this spring Friday to do.
self-empower yourself, (laughs) self-empower towards peace and allow yourself to turn it off. We're not machines, we're human beings. So thank you. And if you've benefited from what I shared today, share this with another heart, share this with another mind, because sharing is loving. And we all need a little bit more love in our lives. Have a beautiful day. Replenish me. When I say that, what comes up for you? And when's the last time that you've done that? And where do you feel that in your body? Well, this is my invitation to you to explore the four steps of my Replenish Me program where women learn how to release, restructure, refresh, and rebirth. Showing up in the world, being true to yourself. Only choosing words that honor your values and only allowing behaviors and people in your life who do the same. Connect with me by reaching out at bit.ly forward slash replenish with love and explore replenish me. And now for tonight's show.